Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for checking us out. This is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He's Bo Benson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SwingShiftRNB. On today's episode, we are previewing the first round. Uh, yeah, round one, a best of three. Awesome. Love that. That'll be fun. We take a look at our first opponent, the Milwaukee Brewers, hopefully the first opponent and not the last one. But this format is really stupid. So who knows? This might be the only podcast we do for the entirety of the postseason. And if that's the case, then we'll stop. We're done. We don't need to make these anymore. It's all pointless. But we take a look at the Brewers. We talk about the Dodgers, put a little nice little bow on their season. We preview the roster a little bit. We share some stories about crazy times that we've had watching the postseason. Because if you're like us, the postseason's fun, but it also sucks a lot. So come on in, hang out with us, embrace the suck, do what you need. This is Swing Shift, Ryan and Bo. That's fertilizer, says Kemp, over and over. That is fertilizer. Yes, thank you, Life. Now, of course, 2020 has been awful. Everything about this year has just been terrible. But unfortunately, my fellow Dodger fans, we're not even at October yet. That's right. This is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan. He is Bo. And uh, it's playoff time. Once again, God damn it. <laughs> it's time uh, for the MLB playoffs. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's time for me to go to do it hardware and check out their rope supplies. <laughs> oh God. Uh, October, especially the last couple of years has been just so incredibly stressful, insanely frustrating. There have been wonderful times, great moments, but unfortunately it ends in sadness every time. Yeah, no pain, and always then, pain. You go through these couple of weeks where you, just question, why do you even care about this? This is so stupid. It's just baseball. Why do I even care? <laughs> uh, uh, it's always pain. It's never, it never feels good. It always hurts. Oh, God. There's always something stupid. I, yeah, but yeah, you know what? Bring it on, man. We're here. I can't run from it. The, the one benefit of last year is we had the, the, the bandaid ripped off real early by just losing in the first round. That way, you know, you don't have to like worry for the next three weeks about it every single day and just end up losing anyway. In 2018, I had kind of resigned. I, I yeah, no, they weren't going to win that season. Like, it no, was fine. They had no. They, uh, th- that th- that team made the World Series was more of an indictment on how bad the rest of the National League was than yeah. anything else. Yeah, they they that was a down season for them, and they still got to the World Series. Them beating the Brewers in the championship series was like the pinnacle. They, that they were going to that was the best yeah thing like, to do anyway that was the funniest that was the funniest part um i i think it was kind of funny though for the rockies to uh still not <laughs> still not win the nos that oh year God, that's right that's god <laughs> i watched that game 163 in um at buffalo wild wings across the street from our work <laughs> and uh because i had to work that night but like that game was at like one o'clock yeah the shift was at three or four um, so I went to B-dubs. I, you know, 
I had who should beers. pay us for that after uh, yeah. you said B-dubs. Yeah, yeah. They, they should. Um, we'll, be in, we'll be in touch. I drank, but of course, all the alcohol was expelled from my system by the time I reached work. I, yep. I, mean, I didn't feel anything at work. I was completely stone cold sober. And uh, it was it was a good day. That, that went well. That was fun. Um, 2017, I mean, I went to the World Series. I went to, to Game 6, which was a ton of fun. Greatest uh, game I've ever been to. Even how terrible the the next day was, it doesn't matter. That was the greatest game I've ever one of one of the best experiences I've ever had. Seriously, ton of fun. Um, game two of the World Series. So I have a group of friends uh, where we uh, we took acting classes together for a long time, and one of the things we do every year is we go to Horror Nights at Universal Studios together, and uh, which won't happen this year. That's yeah, uh, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> cool. Cool. That, that's great. Uh, hope they they remember me. Uh, <laughs> but um, that year we uh, they scheduled it for the night of Game Two of the World Series, and you know we scheduled that like a month in advance, had our tickets and everything. So I, you know, I kind of just had to to roll with it. They understood. You know, they knew that I had to I had to watch the game. So what I did is I got there at like it's Universal at like four o'clock. Uh, with with my friend Sky, and he and I went to the Saddle Ranch right outside of the entrance of Universal Studios. R.I.P. Unfortunately, they torn it down, but uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the lovely Saddle Ranch. Uh, so we went there and we posted up and watched the entirety of Game Two of the World Series at the Saddle Ranch. And of course, Game Two of the 2017 World Series was one of the dumbest games to ever exist in anyone's lifetime. So yeah. uh, that was fun. Uh, my friends got to see the entire spectrum of sports-related emotions that I, <laughs> which is uh, just horrible. And then I, I told them when it got to the ninth inning, I said, "All right, guys, they're about to win. They're about to go up 2-0 in the World Series. I'm buying you guys all shots of tequila because I had been at the Saddle Ranch for like four hours at this point already. So I'm, I'm." pretty hammered. soused uh pretty soused <laughs> i told them like guys well, i'm getting you guys shots of tequila this is gonna be great and then kenley gives up the home run to marwin gonzalez and i like slammed the table and i i was very angry a couple of my friends laughed and then they realized i was serious and then they got really quiet and i said don't worry i'm still getting you guys shots of tequila and <laughs> then uh bought them all shots then it goes into extras, and I told them, I'm like, look, guys, because they clearly, at this point, it's, you know, like 8.30, 9 o'clock. We're at Universal. We're there for Horror Nights. Um, the lines are starting to get long. So I told them, like, look, guys, you don't need to wait for me. Go ahead. Just go. And, and, and Sky, who had been there with me since the beginning, said, no, I'm, I'm seeing this through with you. And uh, Sky was also hammered. Person. <laughs> and, um, so we watched the remainder of that game, uh, got a couple more shots before we left. Uh, that's that's got to be the most money i've ever spent in a restaurant uh, <laughs> yeah I, I don't ever look at your credit card statement from God, that night oh man um there were other dodger fans there too who were who were gritting it out and um you know we i i had some fun with them and and then we lost but then we're like you know what it's fine it's, it's only game two still one one we'll be all right and then i went into to horror nights after that and um We'll talk at some point. We'll we'll go in deep with I I you know I worked at Universal Studios for Horror Nights for two years, scaring people, and we'll do a podcast at some point where I talk all about that um, because I yeah I, I'm very interested. It's it's 
it's the weirdest thing I've ever done. Oh, and, man. Uh, it's you question your sanity after a little while legitimately nice. but, uh, it was fun very fun uh and so yeah that night also i i will say this after drinking as much as i did at saddle ranch that night i had never gone to horror nights uh intoxicated you know i'd only i'd worked there so i was always um <clears throat> as as far as my bosses were concerned i was always sober on that job and yeah so uh, cool just like every job I've ever had. And yeah. uh, sound, I say that as if like I'm an alcoholic, like I've, I've, I've like two or three times. Okay. I'm not, I'm not yeah, no, I, we've all, we've all been there. It is what it, it is. It's uh, you know, we had a Christmas party when I worked at a uh, coffee chain and we were there till like 11 o'clock at night and all of us were very drunk. And then what do you know? Like three of us had to be at work at four 30 in the morning the next day. Yeah. Yeah, we were all totally sober after that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no issues whatsoever with any of us. Once you're on the clock, it it detoxifies you. Yeah, immediately. Um, but I had never I had never gone to horror nights as a guest inebriated, and when I worked <laughs> at horror nights, you always hated all of the drunk guests. Thursday nights were the worst because they were uh, college nights. There were oh um, god. The, uh, what's the? There's a bar with the dueling pianos in City Walk that does like dollar beers. Oh, on, bark at the moon or something. Yeah, bark. Yeah, howl at the moon. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they they did they did uh, dollar beers on on Thursday nights during horror nights. So <sighs> like the college students would come through just absolutely hammered, and they would always fuck with the actors, and it was horrible. So I hated anybody who came through drunk at horror nights. I got drunk because of Game Two of the World Series. I went and and. Uh, uh, my friends were waiting in line for um, Freddy versus Jason, and they had been waiting in that line for like an hour. And Sky and I get into the park hammered. <laughs> we did one more shot before before we left, and and we come in, and and Sky and I are looking at each other, going, "This is you know we're we're in the afterlife right now. This is not real. <laughs> this is I don't know I don't know if it's heaven or hell. It could be either. Uh, but whatever it is, <laughs> we're this is not real life." And uh, they did all the waiting in line for an hour and we jumped in and got right into the maze, like within five you minutes. monsters. I know, I know we're terrible people, but, um, and then went through that maze hammered and I got it. I understood. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. No wonder everybody did this. This is fantastic. Um, so that night ended up being very fun, but uh, baseball wise, not, not so much. Yeah. No, see, like you and I are very similar and like, Watching playoff games, I I can't remain calm. Like, you should have heard me screaming obscenities at uh, Jokic and Murray these last few <laughs> yeah. nights here. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I've been to a couple playoff games. I went to one. They, they had a day playoff game against the Nationals a couple of years ago. Uh, I went to that one, and that was fine. It was, you know, we got tickets for, like, $13 and just went to the game. But uh, I'll never forget... My my darling wife uh, buying tickets to the 2016 NLCS for my birthday to go see the Cubs. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if people are aware of this or whatever, but Cubs fans are legitimately bad people. <laughs> they are the worst. Uh, Chicago is a beautiful, wonderful city. I love it there. Uh, the Chicago transplants, however, can all go fuck themselves. <laughs> 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 it's the worst people and i forget what game it was i don't remember it doesn't matter they didn't win the series anyway uh yeah no it was not enjoyable 
And, you know, it's, it, bless her heart. I told her not to do it, too. She was like, hey, would you want to go? And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> Zero desire whatsoever to go to this game. But she bought tickets anyway. So, uh, yeah, I didn't did not enjoy that at all. It's, oh, God. Still thinking, still thinking about it just hurts. I hate these people, man. I hate Cubs fans. They really are the worst. They're worse than Giants fans. They're worse than any other fan you could encounter at Dodger Stadium. They're just awful, awful people. I went to the 2016 NLCS. I I, I swear it was. And um, I think that was the game. Yeah, it was the game that they that they got eliminated. Because that was the game where Adrian Gonzalez, like there was a play at the plate and they called him out and uh, there were reviews and it looked like he could have been saved, but he wasn't. And then that was like the only exciting, that was the worst experience I've ever had at a game. Cause also yeah. that, that game too, like we, we, um we drove into the stadium for parking and we were like a half hour early and still uh, we had to park. I did not know that there is a whole other parking lot on top of the hillside. Like, yeah, there's that the, around, not in the big main parking lot. If you go up the hill behind, uh, behind all those yep. uh, ticket booths from the sixties, you, you go up that hill. There's a whole parking lot up there. I had yeah. no fucking idea. That's Isn't the only that time shit? I've ever parked there. And, and we had to literally hike from the top of the, the mountain <laughs> to get to our seats. And so we missed like the first two innings. Um, it was horrible. I was with uh, I was with Kevin Klein, one of the hosts of the Incline. That was the, it was the worst experience. I'm sure he would agree. Worst experience we've ever had at a game. So uh, upon further inspection, I think this was I think it was game five, and it wasn't the game they got eliminated. They went down three, three two. I guess that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was. Anyway, um, I, I clearly I tried to erase that game from my memory because that was that was the worst experience I've ever had at a game. And, I mean, uh, you know, as Dodger fans, why wouldn't we want to erase October from our memory? Right. Uh, God, exactly. And that's that's really uh, that's what we come down to now. I, I All right. So we're recording this episode, obviously, because the playoffs are about to start. Yay. Yay. Um, and for the first time ever, we're going to have to watch a one seed versus an eight seed in the Major League Baseball postseason. Um. Let's yeah. Let's address this format first. Look, first off, we we get it for this season. Okay, it's a weird fucking season. Sixty games, fine, whatever. Part a, a large part of the reason why they're doing this is to recoup some of the money that they're losing from nationally televised games that got canceled for because of the lack of a hundred games in the first half of the season. Um, so I yeah, I get it. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, this better be the only time to this format uh, now what Bo has ha- what you have brought up before is that uh, teams should the higher seed should start with a 1-0 series lead if they want to do this sort of format and I've I at first like I kind of questioned it but now I completely agree if they want to include this format in the future which it sounds like Rob Manfred has kind of indicated that he likes the idea of it um, which, you know, awesome. We get to implement more wonderful Rob Manfred ideas. Uh, if they were to do this format for the future, what they have to do is after a 162 game season, each division winner 
would need to start a, this three game series with a 1-0 lead. So in essence, they'd be playing two games at the most because there is no real incentive for teams to win their division. Sure, you get home field advantage in the first round and you can, you know, get home field advantage in rounds after that, but that's really not enough of an incentive to win a division over 162 games just to ensure that you have home field advantage for a three-game series. There has to be a greater incentive to winning your division. So if they want to keep this format, they would have to have only the division winners start with a 1-0 lead, and then the 4-5 wild card series would just be the higher seed gets home field advantage. They don't start with a 1-0 lead. But um, that's the only way that you can justify keeping this format in the yeah, future. It's, it's, it's dumb. I it, it baseball has some weird thing where they just want to make their product as horrible as they can, yeah. <laughs> as they can as a joke. I I just can't imagine a, a a sport where the people in charge think it's good that you could lose your best team in the playoffs in the first round like like that. It's it's just I don't get it at all. Like beyond everything else that's wrong with it like it's uh yeah, I can't I really cannot see this playoff format working and it just completely destroys the value of a regular season too. Yeah. Like no one's going to take it seriously. Right. And it's just like, all that's going to lead is to more, more, uh, stupid fucking tweets. Like the Marlins tweeting out clinched after winning their 30th game of the, <laughs> of the 60 game season. Um, like, God, yeah, I think look good for the Marlins. They had to go through a lot of shit this season uh you know whether or not it's their fault that's yeah it's up to you to decide but um <laughs> like but that's also kind of representative as to how fucking stupid this 60 game season is is that the yes. marlins can literally get to the postseason look at their roster like they're they're not a good team they're probably going to get bounced in the first round they got um they're the sixth seed right so they they're i believe so yes. uh with the the cubs so uh, look they're a, it's a fun story. That's 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 fun. Good for them. Um, they're I don't think just because they have Sixto Sanchez doesn't mean they're all of a sudden going to make a playoff run. No, I just uh, like not to be like a fun uh, a fun goblin or whatever it is. But if you are like like Milwaukee, who is twenty nine had twenty nine wins, you said. 29 and 31, yeah. Yeah, so they're below 500. If you're tweeting out, like, the group photo and tweeting about how you clinched today, like, no one cares. I don't give a shit. Like, you should not be celebrating this. You're there. You're there. uh, You're there by default. So just, you know, whatever. Enjoy it. Have fun. And I I say this knowing full well that in about a week and a half, we're going to be talking about what went wrong in the series with the Dodgers. Exactly. That (laughs) brings us to... Ah, oh, God. Okay, so so this is where we're at. Yeah, Dodgers get the Brewers in the first round, which out of the potential, uh, I'm one glad it's not the Reds. The Reds are are too yes. talented. Uh, they would have been well, too good of an eight seed. Yeah, <laughs> but let me preface this by saying, like, when I at least for myself, I don't know about you, but like when I talk about like facing the Brewers or facing the Reds or whatever, like you know, all that shit, like. I am not scared of anybody. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that's an important thing to say. Like, right. a lot of people, a lot of the beat writers and stuff are tweeting like, oh, anyone, you know, you don't want to face the Reds in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. How about you don't want to face the Dodgers in the playoffs 
the team that has a 700 winning percentage and didn't lose more they lost one series all year exactly like the offense is a buzzsaw and you know they have a one-two punch of clayton kershaw walker bueller nobody should want to play that team yeah so like that's that's the one thing i think like sure i'm glad not to play cincinnati just because baseball is such a random sport Mm -hmm. but if it had been cincinnati i would still sit here and tell you dodgers and two Right, right. Like, and that's that's how we should feel. I, I, I agree. I'm not a, afraid of any opponent. I'm afraid of the format. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. And I think I think that gets mistranslated by a lot of uh people uh the the talk about it, but yeah, no, it's it's the format that's terrifying, not the team. Yeah. Cause even- all it all it takes is one uh one ground ball careening off a second base and before you know it you've got an elimination game in two days. Exactly. Because even beyond, well, first off, yeah, the three-game series, that sucks. Having to just, I mean, granted, as you said, the Dodgers only lost one three-game series all season. That was to the Rockies earlier this month. But beyond that, like, again, anything can happen in a three-game series. So that's what's terrifying. Uh, After the first round as well, then you're in a bubble where the Dodgers won't play at Dodger Stadium again for the rest of the season. So. Uh, where they have no, in fact, they will only play in Arlington. E- even if they go all the way to the World Series, the World Series is being held in Arlington, which is, which is like honestly the worst stadium you can hold so it in. Stupid. So, but you know, Dodger fans, if uh, if you want to see some baseball at Dodger Stadium, uh, if fans are going to be allowed at some of these games, which it sounds like it, it's it's still highly possible. Uh, well, you, you got the Twins Astros. And the A's White Sox, which is they, those, those actually, I would do. I would totally go to the Astros game and just boo them the entire time. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's highly. I weird. wonder if I wonder if uh, Manfred's going to realize what he did and switch them over to Angel Stadium. Pretty. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. Yeah, we're 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 afraid of the format of the postseason first and foremost, but uh, we're going to tackle first this uh, this three game series with the Bre- with the Brewers, and hopefully, this is not our last podcast of the postseason uh <laughs> but it could be because this is stupid so yeah people don't know this but like when there's no baseball like you and i just, just don't even talk to each other i know yeah don't uh, even acknowledge we have, we have nothing in common we nothing. <laughs> uh, so first off let's take a look at the brewers uh the brewers are 29 and 31 as we mentioned they are below 500 and not only that they were below 500 the entire season. They never at any point this season had a winning record. Uh, so good on you, Rob Manfred, for expanding the postseason and making sure that a team that never had more wins than losses at any point this season is in the postseason. And they've got themselves a, a fair shot. All they got to do is win two out of three, and suddenly they're in the business. Uh, Genius. God. So uh, just looking at the Brewers briefly, um their their staff is in question their pitching staff specifically for one uh corbin burns was their best pitcher this season and he's hurt he's out for the rest of the season uh but corbin burns had uh, an fip of 203 his era plus was 215 which is uh rather impressive given that league average era plus is a uh, 100 so uh Corbin Burns was actually pitching at an elite level this season. We won't see him because he's hurt. Brandon Woodruff, however, uh, is their best starter they've got left. 
he's got himself an FIP of 320, a whip of 0.99, an ERA of 305. He he pitched rather well, especially in uh, his last start, which was Saturday against the Cardinals, where he threw eight shutout innings, struck out 10. So he's coming in as their staff ace. And uh, after their game on Sunday, we're recording on Sunday, so tonight, uh, Craig Council did mention that, or rather, Brandon Woodruff said that he would be open to starting game one of the playoffs on three days rest. So it's entirely possible we see Woodruff in game one. Uh, One Brewers beat writer named uh, Tom Hottacourt speculated that we'll probably see Woodruff in game two, looking at Brent Suter starting as sort of a bullpen game in game one, which then you're lining up like four innings of Josh Hader, which so let's talk about Josh Hader, by the way. His his form this season hasn't been exactly a typical Josh Hader of what we've seen in the past. He's not unhittable anymore. And even when he was unhittable, the Dodgers still hit him in the postseason, which was nice. Yeah. But, well, you know, there's a he's his attention is focused on November 3rd. <laughs> there's something more important than baseball. God, just a subtle reminder that uh, Josh Hader got a standing ovation after those tweets came out. That's, oh, man, that's uh, wow. Got to got to show your guy you support him. Yeah. <laughs> and if he never tweeted things with the N word in them, would he have gotten that standing ovation? The answer is no. Anyway. Oh, wow. I didn't uh, even <laughs> <laughs> think about uh, it. The standing ovation would have been necessary because uh, you wouldn't have to feel like you got to support him for something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, whatever. We all make mistakes. Uh, <clears throat> can't believe he got canceled and doesn't have a job anymore. So, John Hader oh, this season <laughs> has, uh, in 19 innings, he gave up eight runs on eight hits, three home runs. Uh, he's got a, an ERA plus a 121, an FIP of 403. So uh, it's not the the same Josh Hader that we've seen in the past. Granted, his ability to miss bats is still elite. He's got a 14.7 K per nine. So uh, you're looking at Josh Hader still as the as the anchor out of that bullpen, but the rest of the bullpen isn't quite as frightening. Um, Devin Williams has been very strong out of the pen for them this year. Only one run in 27 innings so but otherwise again i'm just listing their good names out of their entire pitching staff bear in mind too that we could very well see old friend brett anderson start game three of game three in the postseason hell yeah uh which please yes bring it on um brett anderson has not been awful this season he's been serviceable uh 441 FIP to go with the ERA of four. He's he's still in the majors, which is good for him. Like somehow he's he's turned into like Jamie Wright, where he just kind of like, you know, if you need somebody to eat innings and you're you're literally the Milwaukee Brewers and spring training comes around and you go, well, can somebody just kind of this guy is out there for us? <laughs> well, how about Brett Anderson? Yeah. Good, good for him. He's still around. He's he's got a decent taste in music though, so he's all right. Um, Josh Lindblom. Speaking of old friends, how about Josh Lindblom? God. Who, after the Dodgers went to Korea, and is back in the majors and is a starter for the Brewers. 
Um, Lindblom has I'm starting. Seen, I'm uh, I'm starting to piece together why that team wasn't above 500 this year. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason this team never had more wins than losses at any point because these are the highlights of their pitching staff. Uh, but something I do want to mention. All right, let's let's do a let's do let's do a blind resume. Uh, you know, player A, player B, sort of. Sure, thing. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I love um, these. I'm assuming, I'm assuming one is on the Brewers and one is on the Dodgers. Well, that okay, okay, we'll include that in the blind resume. Fine, yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, I will tell you which one is is on the team, though. But I will, I'll just give you their numbers. All right, this is what okay. like big time, you know, hot take shows do, and like Sports Center does this sometimes. So, yep. we're really, we're real. Okay. This is a, this yeah, is no, this is we're legitimate. So, player A. All right, let me, let me give you let me give you pro, player A here. Okay, okay, okay. So player A, his line is a two hundred two batting average, with three fifty on base, four twenty nine slugging, twelve home runs, twenty two RBIs. Okay. Yeah. Player B. Player B. Has himself a 239 batting average, 333 on base, 455 slugging, 12 home runs, 30 RBIs. Okay. So uh I I am going to guess that A is last year's MVP and B is the MVP from the year before last year. Uh you flipped it around. Player B is is Cody Bellinger, player A is Christian Yelich. Yelich only hit 200 this year? Yeah. Yelich hit 202 <laughs> this season. That's did, did Cody play today and up his average? Because last I, I saw yeah. it was like 212 or something. Yeah, no, Cody Cody got a few hits over this last week. I mean Interesting. I, I saw that in passing. Like, let's let's be real. The this the Dodgers swept to the Angels <laughs> to end the season. Which is so funny. <laughs> the fucking Angels, dude. Like I think if the Angels had won the if the Angels had won the series or swept the games, they would have been in the playoffs, right? I I think so. Yeah, they had, they weren't bums. they weren't eliminated until Friday night. Bums, absolute um, bums. Yeah. So, which also this is why Billy Epler lost his job today. Uh, the fact that the Angels, who have the best player in baseball, uh, just added an MVP to hit with him, uh, still couldn't make the postseason when the <laughs> playoffs were expanded to eight teams. Uh, yeah, somebody had to fall on a sword there. So yeah, I just, I saw, I saw Dombrowski's name thrown out there for that job and I don't think that's any better, but okay, sure. Go ahead. Right. Uh, (laughs) God, the angels, whoever it is, somebody, Dombrowski does make a lot of sense because, because Artie Moreno's probably seen that name on the internet before. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, all I can say is that if you want the job, uh, make sure you respond to his requests within, you know, (laughs) exactly respond to his text messages within 10 minutes or else he'll just pull out. (laughs) Oh God. So funny. Um, quick note about the angels. Like, I know that Dodger fans are probably looking forward to maybe the Dodgers pursuing Trevor Bauer in the offseason um, because pitching wise, he's a very good pitcher. Uh, you know, personality wise, that's uh, whatever. Make your own decision. Uh, make a, I, I have no bold proclamations about Trevor Bauer <laughs> until I know where he's playing next year. Well, uh, he's let's be real. Whoever the GM is for the Angels is going to be told by Artie to throw as much money as they can to, to at Trevor Bauer because that's the only thing they they have to like they have no choice but to 
throw crazy money at free agent pitchers right now because they, they've got nothing in their pipeline. So uh, if they want to compete, they need to like build a pitching staff from well, outside of the organization. And see, that's the interesting thing about Bauer, though, is because hasn't he said he only wants to take like one year deals and play where he wants to play? So like what is is fucking Artie Marino really gonna be like yeah write him a one year fucking fifty million dollar check? <laughs> God, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> yeah, please go ahead. Do it. He'll be like, look, Pujols' contract is ending soon. We can do it. Um, please, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Bauer, you know, he's from L.A. Apparently, he's a Dodger fan, and so, like, yeah, he would prefer to pitch for the Dodgers. Um, and look, if we got him we'd absolutely take him because he's very talented, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just think it's very interesting that he used to like imply that guys were cheating to up their spin rate. And now this year, all of a sudden he's up to his spin rate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that one, Trev. <laughs> I mean, he is the most scientific pitcher in baseball, so he probably would figure yeah. out a way to do that. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> future angel already, already Marino. Future Angel, Trevor Bauer. You heard it here first. Okay, so uh, back to the... Okay, so yeah, the, the comparison we were making was between Yelich and, and Bellinger. So Bellinger's had a down season, but as much of a down season Bellinger's had, uh, Yelich has had one even more so. And uh, at least the Dodgers are able to absorb a down season from a guy like that because Mookie Betts and Corey Seager are probably going to finish top five in the MVP voting, which is uh, something we'll talk about eventually. But... Um, Meanwhile, the Brewers on offense, uh, no Lorenzo Cain this year. He opted out after like the first week of the season. Um, you know who has the highest OPS plus on the Brewers? And it's not a phony one because he did play in 41 games. He had 131 plate appearances. The highest OPS plus on the Brewers of 124. That would be another old friend, Jed Jerko. <laughs> did he even play a game for the Dodgers? I think he had about eight at-bats. Oh, uh, wow. Yep. So uh, Jed Jerko, along with Christian Yelich and Ryan Braun, are the only people of OPS pluses above 100, which again, 100 is league average. So uh, yeah, offensively, they're not doing too hot either. Uh, Keston Yura has been, eh, he's, he, he's not been as good as he should be. Uh, and you're looking at the rest of that lineup, Orlando Arcia. Oh, God. Uh, Abisail Garcia. Uh, Eric Stogard is still in the majors and he played 40 games for the Brewers. So uh, not much to be scared of in the Brewers lineup. But again, we're saying all this about how the Brewers are not much of a threat. And then the Dodgers is just going to lose two games to them. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have Yelich. A guy like Yelich can turn it around at any time. Yeah. But Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just things are going to have to go so catastrophically wrong for the Dodgers to lose a series. Like it's, I don't know. I just, it's tough. Cause like we kind of, at least me personally, like we kind of did the same thing with the Lakers. Cause like they were the best team in basketball pretty clearly all year. And then we get to the playoffs and I still like always have that nagging doubt. Like, Oh God, maybe they're not going to win this series. Maybe they're not going to win this game. But then, like, you know, there's a reason that these two teams in their respective leagues were as good as they were all year. Yeah. Like, they're, just, they're just good teams. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, is just, like, the Dodgers have been such uh, such a epic collapse 
victims in the uh, playoffs lately. So it doesn't doesn't uh, inspire much confidence. But I will also say that the Dodgers have not gone into the playoffs with a player on their roster like Mookie Betts before. Yeah. I I don't think that his impact on the team can be understated, to be honest. Right. Just across, not, not, just, not just on the field, but just everything that he does in the locker room and all that. Absolutely. Because even like given, you know, even though Cody was one of the best players in baseball last season, even even Cody going into the postseason last year, he didn't provide the same presence and the same jolt to the entire lineup that Mookie does at this point. Mookie has to be the one who makes that huge difference. He has to be the one that puts us over the hump. If adding Mookie Betts isn't what puts the Dodgers over the hump, nothing is ever going to put them over the hump. Let's be no, honest. No, no, it's that's it's that is the that is the thing. Like if if Mookie is not what gets them to win a World Series, then I'm I'm out of ideas and I'll probably just never watch baseball again. The only thing I could think of is like figuring out how to clone Garrett Cole. Yeah. And making five of him and putting them all in your your rotation. Yeah. But speaking of the rotation, we do not have five clones of Garrett Cole. So we have, uh, it looks like Walker Bueller is going to start game one. Uh, bit of a surprise. I think we kind of all assumed it would be Kershaw because I think it lines up fine. And Kershaw's been the best starter on this team yeah. this season. Yeah. And also, you know, like Kershaw didn't just miss like two weeks with a blister on yeah. his finger. But hey, you know. Yeah. Um but Walker showed some good things out of his last start of the season. And so that is promising. Hopefully, like, we're hopefully getting, because, like, with Cody, with the way he was playing over the last week, uh, hopefully we're getting Walker and Cody hitting their stride right now. Because remember, like, this is, they've only played 60 games. At this point in a normal season, we're not even at the All Star break. So hopefully these guys are kind of hitting the ground running right now. And if if Cody explodes in the postseason, like it's game over. If if Walker becomes is his big game pitcher ability and mentality comes back because we saw that in the postseason last year, and like he he's Walker's so insanely talented that he he won't have once that blister is completely gone, he's going to be back to 100 percent of his abilities. I, I, yeah. I think you have to be confident in that. So. Uh, we got Walker going in game one, presumably Kershaw in game two. And then if game three is a thing, um, you're looking at probably like a Tony Gonsolin, Julio Urias uh, piggyback start, um, which l- brings us to an interesting point that we want to make about Dustin May and what his role kind of will be with this team. Uh, because he threw four innings today, Sunday. So we're not looking at him throwing bulk innings at least in the first game but this is where Dustin May is going to be sort of an x-factor for this team because he'll probably I think this does make sense for him to be coming out of the bullpen mostly because one he 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 knows how to come out of the bullpen already he has some experience there in that regard and his stuff translates so well to a power arm out of the bullpen then you combine that with somebody who can also go multiple innings he basically has closer stuff with starter stamina, which is beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, so I think we're going to see Dustin May used in some pretty high leverage situations in relief. Um, maybe that's towards the back end of games as well, because as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, uh, Kenley Jansen is, 
he's he's uh... <laughs> what I've seen out of Kinley Jansen is uh, he looks like someone that may have suffered from a uh, respiratory illness in the off season. Yeah, and uh, it could have some long lasting effects. He just looks tired. Yeah, as soon as he steps out on the mound, right? He's laboring through every outing that he comes. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people are definitely concerned about Kenley's status with the team and how Dave Roberts is going to use him because even after he had a couple really bad outings, that one against the Astros sucked. That was horrible. Um, and then after that, he was still being used in the ninth inning. Now, granted, a lot of those scenarios where he was coming in in the ninth inning were with multiple run leads. And Dave was definitely putting him into that situation to try to build his confidence back up to say, look, you, you still can get these outs in the ninth inning. Um, but we're not in a one run game here. So if you fuck it up today, it's, it's not a big deal. It also like really wasn't ever a big deal over this last month. If he fucked up anything like the Astros game sucked, but that was more because we all hate the Astros and we really wanted them to win that game. But uh, <laughs> taking emotion out of that game, it really like didn't matter that much. So Kenley is look for one. We do need to point out at least I, I will keep beating this drum. The first half of this season, he was one of the best, if not the best reliever in baseball. The month of August, he was the NL reliever of the month. And that was deserved because he was dominant over that month. He was looking like he was returning to form. But over this last month, uh, he labored through a lot of outings. He was throwing a lot of pitches. Guys were getting on base. But I think like, it's interesting to know, look at his baseball savant page. Like he's, He's in the 100th percentile of hard hit percentage. He's not getting hard hits off of him. He's only allowed two home runs this season, right? Like, he, his, uh, his expected ERA is in the 91st percentile. His exit velocity in the 99th percentile. Like, that's the thing. He's, he's inducing very soft contact, but he's not missing as many bats as he used to. Granted, he's still in the 76th percentile in whiff percentage, so he's still solid, but... In an ideal closer, you want him in that 90, 90 and up percentile. They, you ideally want a guy who's going to miss more bats. Um, the big issue with Kenley has been the fact that his fastball velocity has been very down and his fastball usage is up compared to his cutter. Uh, specifically, looking at his, his fastball usage, his four-seamer, has gone up to he's using it 28.8% of the time. Compare that to last year when he was using it 13% of the time. The year before that, 6.7. Uh, his cutter usage has gone down to 61%, which is uh, the lowest since 2015 for him. So, And his slider has been sig- uh, consistently low, 9.6% of the time he's using the slider. Um, and sometimes that slider is the one that gets hit hard, which is not great. So the uh, point is, is that... Kenley has been relying on his fastball a lot more and his fastball is not going that hard in in very basic terms. So I don't know. I want to say that Kenley is not going to be closing the games in the, in the postseason. (laughs) Um, Can we with confidence say that Dave Roberts isn't going to simply go with tradition over actual statistical evidence? No, I can tell you right now, there's no way that no. Dave Roberts doesn't let Kenley get the first crack at closing a playoff game. Right. Like, um, I'll tell you that on fucking Sunday. 
two, three days before the games start. Doesn't matter what the situation is. Uh, yeah. Um, and look, like, I, I know people still freak out over Kenley coming into a game because he's messed up a couple this season. He messed up more than that last season. If he's not being used in the ninth inning, what what do you do with him then? Yeah, like, you can't. He's, there's he's nowhere else it. you can use him. Yeah. There's just like he's he, not gonna. Then. He's not gonna. He's the one thing that I think is interesting about what Dave Roberts has said about Kenley's performance is how much he feeds off the crowd. Yeah. So maybe maybe he needs that like adrenaline boost from the crowd, you know, going crazy for him coming into the game. I that's something that I think there's actual tangible like that makes sense. Mm. But like also if you need that to perform well, then like you you can't be relied on cuz you're like there's no fans. You're not going to have fans. Yeah. Oh my god. Um so and and my point too is that uh, Kenley's going to pitch at some point in the game. Like, like you yeah. have to realize that and he's going to come in when there's leads. He's He's going to be asked to protect a lead at some point. It may not be the ninth inning, but, um, and this is a conversation that Bo and I will definitely have at some point in the future. We think that the role of closer should die in general because <laughs> statistically speaking, um, it's not guaranteed that the highest leverage outs are in the last inning. You know, go back to um, the World Series against the Red Sox where Ryan Madsen kept coming in in the fifth inning and. Uh, Dave did that because, like, against the Braves earlier on in the postseason, Madsen came in in a higher leverage situation against the Braves in the fifth inning and got out of it. And for whatever reason, like, Dave just kind of sees reliever for this inning. You pitch this inning, you pitch this inning, you pitch this inning. And he and he ignores I, – I know that people think that Dave is, is an analytic manager and is always doing <laughs> things based on matchups, but that's, like, not entirely true. There have been times in the postseason – we saw this last year – where he just goes with, this guy is supposed to pitch this inning, so I'm going to him now. And, like, that fucked us in the 2018 World Series because when Madsen came in in that sort of situation, he gave up runs because Ryan Madsen should not be the guy who's coming into the <laughs> into the game – when it was like, you know, it was like a 3-2 game or whatever, and then suddenly he leaves after they score three runs. Um, those outs are higher leverage outs than the ones at the end of the game because he's coming in facing the heart of the order with people on base. It doesn't matter that it's in the fifth inning. You need to get those outs. Those, those are the most important outs to get. So um, you should be using your best relievers in the most important situations. That's not always the ninth inning. Uh, it's a bigger conversation we're going to have eventually. But, <laughs> um, clothes should die in general. Uh, but looking at, you know, the rest of the bullpen, uh, they've, they've picked up the slack pretty well, I feel like, this la- these last couple weeks. Um, trying and starting to get hit a bit, but I think that part of that is is from workload. And we talked about this on the last episode, just a lot of the relievers have been used so much. So um, the they get, you know, three days rest right now. And uh, I, I think that the relievers will be used to, not not conservatively per se, but uh, they'll have more rest in their arms coming into I, the start of the postseason. That's going to help. Yeah, I think the I think the three days rest is as many days off as they had during the season. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it, it it definitely feels that way. Um, so, 
guys like you know Jake McGee had a really good season, which was a, a, a great under the radar pickup that that Freeman <laughs> made. And um, out of nowhere, McGee was a uh, super productive. I would I will honestly say that Jake McGee might have been their like second best bullpen pitcher. I, I legitimately I, I think you can make that case. Um, Adam Kolarik had really strong numbers, and and that also kind of flew under the radar. Victor Gonzalez was super impressive this season. Yes, um, yes, that's a, that's a name that more people should uh, be thinking about. Victor Gonzalez had an ERA plus a three oh six, an FIP of one sixty nine, in fourteen uh, fourteen appearances. Ooh, ooh. nineteen. We got some. Minutes. We got some swing shift breaking news. Okay, okay. We need a jingle. Yeah, yeah. We need a jingle. With uh, two minutes and 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Miami Heat have taken a 116-102 lead over the Boston Celtics. So it looks like the Los Angeles Lakers will be facing the Miami Heat in the 2020 NBA Finals. Well, there you have it. Um, That'll be new news to you, listener. (laughs) You will will have not known that. Definitely. Listening to this podcast. No, that's, that's I just uh LeBron LeBron fucking hates Pat Riley. <laughs> he has a grudge. So uh you can talk about the Lakers. let's just finish this and then we, <laughs> you can talk about the Lakers. <laughs> we are at the very end. no, so um yeah, Victor Gonzalez has, has pitched really well. I would I would honestly if if the idea is to use May as the closer, that's that's totally fine. I didn't think they would do it. Mm. But um man, fucking Gonzalez kind of made a case to take over at that spot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely impressed a lot of people this season and uh, he he's he's going to be you know, we keep calling people an X factor. He's going to be an X factor out of the bullpen. <laughs> Uh, uh last notes i think just to to take a look at the roster of what it may look like for this series um you kind of you go through the the names and i think really what it comes down to is one uh, whatever situation jock is in right now which you know prayers go out to his family i don't know no one really knows yeah, I, have, I have no idea what's going on there but um it's it's scary because you know he had to leave in an emergency he came back and dave has said like yeah it's possible that he has to not be a part of the 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 postseason roster for the time being because he might have to go back and take care of whatever their family is going through which is uh pretty scary um but looking at from a baseball perspective um what that last spot on the roster will be they they, it's a 26-man roster for the postseason um it looks like they'll probably roll with um scratch that okay so so looking at that last spot it's going to probably come down to a position player unless they really want a guy like Alex Wood on the postseason roster which... oh, yeah well I really don't want Alex Wood anywhere <laughs> near the team get that fucking guy yeah. I swear oh my god um yeah so probably not um, it comes down to probably either Jock, Gavin Lux, uh, uh, Matt Beatty's fallen too far. He, he's not going to be a part of the postseason roster, I'd imagine, um, especially with how good Edwin Rios has been over the last week or two. Yeah. Um, just hitting the shit out of the ball. It's wonderful to watch. His swing is just it's beautiful. Uh, 
and hopefully too, like Edwin has now forced his way into the conversation of, you know, DH for the postseason. Yeah. Um, which brings up the the other point of that last spot could potentially go to Kiber Ruiz, so that way they carry three catchers, so that way they can use Will Smith as a DH. Um, which to that I say, uh, just have him catch because he's better than Austin Barnes. But yeah. <laughs> um, I get that you know Barnes's glove and experience behind the plate does definitely has value and it, it helps, and we've talked about that in the past. Um, but Smith's bat right now is is the most valuable thing out of all of the catching assets that we have. Uh, Smith's numbers this season are stupid. Like he, he's just <laughs> wrecking the ball. Uh, he's like, yeah, no, he he's easily the best hitting catcher in baseball. Yeah, not yeah. even. I I don't even think it's a, a question at this point. He had an OPS over a thousand. Yeah, it's the three hundred batting average, four fourteen on base, six hundred slugging. That's absurd. Um. Eight of his twenty, eight of his thirty-three hits were home runs. Nine of them doubles. So, along with twenty walks and twenty strikeouts, like it's it's super impressive uh, what Will Smith has done with the bat. So, uh, I think what they will end up doing. I think Jock gets it. I think Jock has priority. Um, yeah, I I would. Uh, Dave, we just talked about Dave being an old school manager, and he's gonna take Jock because Jock has postseason experience. Yeah. And honestly, like I, there is something to uh, to Jocktober. Yeah, he's consistently one of their best hitters in the playoffs. So sure, why not? Whatever. He hit well in the series against the Angels. So hopefully, he's another guy who's starting to hit his stride right now. Because yeah, he struggled a bit this season. But yeah, I mean, there's there's clearly something happening yeah. beyond baseball with him. So yeah, hopefully that gets all figured out before he even worries about the playoffs. Um, if, if Jock is unable to go though, I think I would then opt for Ruiz just so we can ensure that Will Smith's bat is in the lineup every day. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of value to that. Um, you know, and if worst comes to worst, Austin Barnes can play second base. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's done it before. God damn it, he'll do it again. Um, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> Lux has been fine, but I don't think he's he's played well enough to say that he absolutely needs to be on the postseason roster. No, right Lux so. Lux also played a lot like someone who got COVID nineteen yeah. at a pool party yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, and that's why they weren't on the major league roster when the season started. That's also very specific. I, you know what, you know, can neither confirm nor deny that. That's just what I've, you know, that's just the scenario that I imagined in my head. I think that about wraps it up. Uh, look, in in a, in a Homer sense and in a baseball analytical sense, the Dodgers should win this in two games. Yeah. <laughs> they should. Uh, but, of course, baseball is a stupid sport where anything can happen. I hope to God that they win this goddamn series. If they don't win the world series this year, it better not be from losing in the fucking first round yeah. <laughs> in this stupid three game series. Cause we as Dodger fans will never hear the fucking end of it. If they lose to the brewers in a three. Yeah, no, I'll, I will, uh, I will, um, yeah, no, I'll log off. Yeah. I will just, I'll just log off. Please. For the love of God, just win this one. Um, all right, 
do you want to you can put a bow on this episode now you can talk about basketball <laughs> hey man listen you do so well. listen I damn well say it's okay <laughs> uh you know lakers in five that's all pat riley has a or lebron has a grudge against pat riley and even if the celtics somehow pulled this out in the time between me looking at that and us talking about this um yeah, the it's just the one thing I will say is uh, it is goddamn fucking hilarious to me that in the time it took for the Lakers to go from their last finals win to being the absolute dog shit team that they were for eight years and get back to the finals, the uh, cross town, I don't even want to say cross town, the people that pay rented staples couldn't even make a Western Conference final. That is embarrassing. They should just, I, they should just not even be allowed to buy this fucking land in Inglewood. They should have to move to fucking North Korea. That is just sad. But anyway, the Lakers should win. It's a lot like the Dodgers. They're just been the best team all year, and uh, you know it, it should be actually a it'd be a wonderful thing for the city. I think for the Lakers to win one, especially given the events of January, yeah, and everything that happened. So. Fingers crossed. And also, if we ever try to talk about football on this podcast again, I will not <laughs> engage because fuck football. It's the lamest sport. It serves no value. It has no value whatsoever. God. It's just like, it's like watching. <laughs> it's like, it's like if the Patriots came back from 28 to three to take the lead, but then the Falcons just went down and scored a touchdown anyway. it's it's like oh it's so stupid but also yeah the dodgers should win too yeah we should there's no reason i mean there's plenty of reasons why but like there's no reason why we should not have a dodgers lakers championship this year yeah it should just be it should be that kind of year we've earned it man we've earned it so much i think um just to take one last look here, here's my, I guess my official official postseason predictions here. Dodgers will be Brewers. Um, I think the Cardinals are going to beat the Padres. Uh, I think so too. <laughs> I, the the Padres have not been hitting well at all, they and are, their pitching staff has just been fucking obliterated. Yeah, they're they're quite literally limping into the postseason. the The offense cooled off like crazy after Travis Grisham hit that home run and celebrated. Uh, <laughs> It's just so funny. It's just so funny. And uh, I, Clevenger's hurt. Denilson Lamette's hurt, which is probably a bigger loss than Clevenger. So yeah, that's uh, that's probably the biggest good. injury before the playoffs yeah. for any team. Yeah, the Dodgers should win. I think. I think the Braves will beat the Reds. Yeah, they should. I think the Cubs will beat the Marlins. Yeah. I do think the Cardinals will beat the Padres. Tampa Bay should handle business against Toronto. White Sox and uh, A's, that's very interesting to me. I didn't know that was that matchup. I know. I think that's, that's I think that 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 has the highest upset potential of yeah. this round. And then I think I like Minnesota against Houston. I just I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but like a lot of Houston's best hitters just weren't very good this year. That's odd. It's a very it's odd. I don't know. I can't explain it. Huh. But you know, huh. maybe they'll turn it around in the playoffs here. Uh and then honestly, you know what? As weird as it is for all the talk in the offseason, uh, 
the Yankees Indian series is about as close to a toss up as you can get. I think I think so. It, I honestly like I might even lean Indians because if if game one is Bieber versus Cole, that's that's one hell of a matchup. And the Indians could easily win that thereby winning yeah. the Garrett Cole's had some stinkers lately. Yeah, um, I don't know if he still did. There was a time he was leading the majors and home runs allowed. Um, only like Ross Stripling was his, uh, his <laughs> uh, um, no, I think I would, I, I am going to, hmm, I like the A's, but I'm going to pick the Sox to beat them in that series. Which uh, is, that's weird because there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that screams out to me about like any flaws with the athletics, right. but the white Sox are just very. That's an interesting. That's an interesting uh, matchup. That might be the. That might be the series to watch in the AL. Yeah. Um. And I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say the Twins beat the Astros because please, for the love of God, just do it. Uh. But I would. I would say the Twins then beat the White Sox. Um. I think. God. Indians. Yankees is is interesting. I'm going. I'm leaning Yankees. I'm gonna go Yankees. Um. And. This is what sucks is the AL has all the like interesting matchups. Like, yeah, there's not the Dodgers should beat the Brewers. The Reds and Braves is interesting, but I think that I think that the Braves are just going to hit the ball too well. Yeah. And then, you know, the other two, it's just whatever. Who cares? The Cubs are like, I don't buy the Cubs at all, even though you is probably got to even though Darvish has a very strong uh, case for the Cy Young, uh, they're just uh, the Cubs just aren't anything special to me. And then that four or five is just whatever. I think, I mean, basically, the World Series pick has to be. I, I went Dodgers Twins to start the season. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick. Yeah, with I think Twins. I think I think I had the similar. I think I had the same one. But of so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it as well. I think there's two, maybe three realistic World Series matchups. Uh, all three of them involve the Dodgers, and then you either have the uh, White Sox, the Twins, or the Indians facing them. I, I like the A's, but there's just something about them that I just it's hard to pick them to go to the World Series. Right. All right. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up. Look. This better be just our first podcast of the postseason and not our last one. No, it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, the NBA finals don't start till Wednesday, so we have plenty of stuff to talk about. Which isn't that crazy, too. The NBA finals are going to be going on at the same time. Yeah, no, we're going to have a we're going to have the Lakers and the Dodgers on the same day. <laughs> That's insane. That's Very good. Insane. Very good. Oh. At, at least. The Lakers probably won't let us down. Um, no, I shouldn't let us. I mean, down, yeah, the 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 Heat are interesting because they're a bunch of they're a bunch of tough, hard nosed players. But I just don't know if they they're just not going to be able to handle the Lakers inside. I just can't see it. And then LeBron LeBron is playing like a man with a mission. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. Eh. We'll see what happens. We'll make a dance. All right. Well, God. until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SwingShiftRNB. Uh, give us a subscribe. 
Rate us. Uh, you know, yeah. Look get us in those. Let's get us up in that top five of Dodgers podcast. Let's do this. <laughs> right. We didn't. We didn't address that. We I didn't know. address that. I didn't even think about it until just oh. now. Um, a, uh, a a robot uh, put us in the top ten <laughs> of Dodger podcast. Which Point shift? That's Brian. official. Robots. Robots can't lie. It's one of the three rules. Officially, we are a top ten Dodgers podcast. We are number ten on the list of was it like free freedom freedom press free. Yeah, something like that. Some it counts. Some it counts. Uh, yeah, look, this this counts. That, that, yeah, no. I mean, legitimately looking at that list, somehow, like all the other podcasts on that list have legit followings, and they're 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 strong. They're actual Dodger podcasts, and then there's us at number ten. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they have fifty Twitter followers. <laughs> That's the grind, yo. That's what it's about. It's uh, all about the grind. We somehow fooled some algorithm somewhere <laughs> into thinking that we're successful. This is uh, this is a great moment for us. Let's go, man. Oh, God. All the way to the top. All the way. Oh man. Uh, well, thanks everybody. Well, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so well, much. You'll you're, you're continued. You can wow. Your continued listening is gonna is gonna rise rise us to the top. We will be number one. Number one, make that algorithm think that we are number one. Yeah, higher than please on air off air with with Joe and Oral. <laughs> put us above. <laughs> put us above the actual broadcasters. Let's fucking. Dodgers. Wow, they should they should come on the show and defend themselves. They should. 